be implemented many ideal processes. The world's most practiced method for project management. Phil has been um, a catalyst in my career. Hundreds of thousands of people with a Prince 2 qualification. I've seen ITIL help organizations be more successful. The Axelos Podcast, bringing best practice directly to you. Hello everyone and welcome to the Axelos Best Practice Podcast. My name is Harry Freeman and I'm here simply as a temporary measure to introduce two of my esteemed colleagues, or one of my colleagues who works with me and one of them who doesn't. Um, but first I'll pass you over to Alan Thompson. Alan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Harry, and thank you for that excellent introduction. And I'd also like uh, to introduce Henny Portman to everyone. Um, Henny is the, was the lead author on directing Prince 2, uh, which is the guide essential for project boards to use. And this leads, uh, this supports the directing process uh, within the Prince 2 guide. So Henny, without further ado, why was the guide developed? Why was the guide developed? If I, uh, if I look, I, uh, I review a lot of books for uh, a big uh, online bookstore here in the Netherlands. And every book which is published uh, related to project program or pro portfolio management will be in my hands. And that means uh, I have seen a lot of books and looking at project sponsorship, or project boards, there aren't that many books on, on that uh, topic. I think uh, I have reviewed six or seven in the last five years. So that's really not that much. And if we look at uh, the uh, managing successful projects with Prince2 Guide, uh, then you can find a, uh, a lot of information on uh, the way uh, a project manager has to, to act. So the spotlights are really on the project manager, but it doesn't focus on those who direct or, uh, or sponsor a, uh, a, a project. So if you uh, want to drive a car, you don't need the construction manual. And so that doesn't help. So looking at the managing guides, that doesn't help a, a project sponsor or executive. So I think this uh, directing successful projects with Prince2 guide uh, is, is the essential guide for project board members to understand how, what, why, when they have to act. And then especially with a focus on Prince2. And if I look at those more generic books on sponsorship, yeah, okay, these are uh, nice books and definitely have added value, but that's not in an environment where you are using Prince2. And I think you need to have both. And I think that's one of the, the key reasons why this guide was developed. Right. So thanks for that, Henny. So what questions does the guide answer? So if you look at, at this guide and what kind of questions this guide answer, then uh, I think it starts with what can you expect from me as a, a project executive or a, a project uh, uh, sponsor or being a senior user or being a, uh, a senior supplier? So what's expected from me? So that's a key topic of this guide, but also the other way around. What can I expect from a project manager? How do I know that this project manager who is using Prince2 is applying Prince2 appropriately? Or how can I delegate the authority to the project manager and still keep control? I think that's also uh, important. And there are lots of mechanisms to make that happen. And maybe we can discuss that a little bit later. And what decisions am I expected to make? Yeah? So looking at the managing guide, okay, then it's from the project manager. 
what can he or she expect from the project board? And now it's the other way around. So what kind of decisions am I expected to make? So to make life of the project manager easier. And to make those decisions, okay, what kind of information is available? What kind of information is required? And I can ask the project manager to make my decisions or how do we tailor a project? So not every project is uh, is the same. I have small projects, I have large projects, I have mega projects. What does that mean? So do I need to apply everything or can I tailor the, the environment? Can I tailor the way we are using prints too to, to make that happen? Eh? So for a, a small project, maybe just a few months, do I need a... Uh, a extensive documentation and those sorts of things. So how can I tailor that? I think that's also important. And, and finally, maybe to, 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 to explain, to, to, to understand, okay, what's the composition of a, an effective project board? How does that look like? And those sorts of questions you can find in this manual. Mm. So just uh, just to expand on 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 some aspects of what you yeah. mentioned. So why is the guide so important to senior managers who are directing Prince to projects in particular? So why is this? Uh, so if if you look at uh, Prince two, and I think it's uh, it's a fantastic uh, way of uh, of working, and. Uh, if you want to use Prince 2 in the right way, and then it's a little bit related to Prince 2 in itself. So if you look at the acronym, it states for Prince 2 in a controlled environment. So who is going to create this controlled environment? And that's the project board. That's the executive who is going to create. So he or she must know, okay, if we talk about Prince 2, what is Prince 2 all about? So, okay, how can I make sure that I'm not micromanaging uh, the project. So I'm not micromanaging the project manager. So how I must understand, okay, what is the project manager doing? And to understand that, I uh, I must know, okay, a little bit of, yeah, what is Prince 2 in itself all about? So then I can know, uh, then I know, okay, how to, to direct the project manager without going to sit on, on the chair of, of the project manager. And I think that's that's really important. If you are going to sit on the chair of the project manager, you have to be the project manager and not the one who is directing the project. So I must understand what does it mean? Okay, what can I expect from the project manager? Okay, how can I make this, this happen? Think about, okay, I expect that the project manager makes his or her decisions on his own. Okay, what kind of mechanism do I have? So if I look at Prince2, what does Prince2 offer for a mechanism to make that happen? So think about the uh, tolerances. Okay, so I must understand tolerances. On, on what level? Tolerances on, on project board level. So what kind of tolerances do I have as a project board? What kind of tolerances do I give to the project manager? But then I must understand if I give a tolerance, it's a tolerance for a, a next stage. Okay, so I must understand a little bit, okay, how are we going to, to, to stage or face a project? So why are we doing that? And that's all those sorts of things, okay, are important that I know, okay, this is what Prince2 is all about. So Prince2 is a stage delivery framework. Okay, so what does that mean, a stage delivery framework? And so I need to understand without sitting on the chair of the project manager, what I can expect from the project manager to make that happen. And that's why I need to have a, a, a broad understanding of Prince too. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that, Henny. I really appreciate that. 
So we've, you've mentioned the guide a few times. What does the actual guide comprise of? What, what sort of guidance do, do we provide to project boards that, that says that it's an essential guide, essential information that they need to use? So if I look at the structure, of course, it starts, as I just already started to explain, with an overview of PRINCE2. So what are the principles? What are the themes? What kinds of processes are part of, uh, of PRINCE2? It, uh, it will explain, okay, what is uh, the role of senior management in PRINCE2? What is the project board composition? Eh? I already mentioned senior users, senior supplier, the executive. But okay, looking at uh, some other roles, the support roles uh, and those sorts of things. Looking at uh, some other topics to discuss is uh, talking about or elaborating a little bit on, on duties and behavior of, uh, of senior management. Uh, uh, think about the, yeah, in detail, the activities uh, within each process uh, senior management has to, uh, to take. And not only the processes, eh? I think this is typically something which is additional if I compare this with the managing guide. Okay, how to cope with, uh, with benefits, how to review benefits. Eh? That's not really a, a process, but it's a very important uh, activity of, of, of the project board. Or how can we adopt or tailor prints to? Eh? So adopt to the environment. How can we tailor looking at the, the type of project? And maybe uh, also very important, uh, looking at how can we diagnose and avoid problems. Uh, think about uh, performance issues or uh, spotting typical problems in uh, looking at the business case. Or if you look at the plan, okay, where are the weak spots in the plans? Or thinking about risk management, uh, only having a list of, of risk is not enough. Eh? So you have to go into the details, okay, what are the mitigation plans, etc. And I think if you have an understanding of those things, you can already upfront see, okay, here I see weak spots and here we have to take action to make this project a success. Okay. You, you, you mentioned the, the duties just briefly yeah. of uh, what's expected of, the, of the, the project board itself. So what sort of duties do we expect them to perform? Because I'm very conscious of the fact that in managing, the project board has a great, great deal of expectations about the project manager. But the project manager and also has great expectations of the project board itself. Yeah, 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 for sure. So if, if I look at uh, what I see happening on a, uh, a, a lot of places that uh, when you look at a project, uh, okay, the first thing is, okay, they assign a project manager and then they, uh, they wish the project manager a lot of success. And then they turn around and they say, okay, uh, yeah, please come with me maybe within six months and, and, and tell me that the project is a, uh, is a success. And, and that's not how it, how it goes. Eh? I, I often see organizations where there is a, uh, an explanation why a project went wrong and then maybe project manager and project executive are in front of the room of a lot of people. And then we start to explain and what you see at that moment, uh, the project board, the project executive is taking some steps backwards. And then all the spotlights are on the project manager and explaining why it went wrong. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, okay, what was, uh, what was happening, then uh, it, it was not the fault of the project manager. Uh, it, uh, it has to do with... Uh, uh, a lack of user involvement. It has to do with how the standards group it's, it's calling, uh, looking at uh, decision latency or the speed of uh, decision making, 
or uh, it has to do with commitment. Those things you see in, in every study from IPMA, from, from the, uh, the audit office, from, from, from the Standish group, but also from, from PMI, uh, Excel or so. Everyone sees when you look at list, it's always about those things, about senior management commitment, about decision latency, it's about user involvement. So these are very important things. And if you really look at the project manager, you cannot blame the project manager for those things. This is typically something that you can expect from senior management, so from project board members, from the project executive to do this. And this is for me a, a starting point. And when you then go further, and of course, when we look at PRINCE2, one of the key principles of PRINCE2 is a, a, a continuous business justification. I think that's key. And in, in some uh, frameworks, I, I'm really missing this, this, this focus on the continuous business justification. And now in agile approaches, we would say, mm. yeah, it has to add value to the organization. So there I see a, a very important duty of, of, the, uh, of senior management or of the project board to, to take into account, do we still have a viable business case? So that means a, a, a key duty of, of the uh, senior management while directing a, a project means, okay, to provide authorization that the project can or the project manager can start with the initiation. So looking at Prince2, looking at startup, creating an outline business case, maybe introducing a, a minimum viable product, but to see, okay, it makes sense to continue with this. So to provide this authorization is for me one of the, the, the key duties of a, uh, a project board. And that will continue, of course. Eh? So looking at continuous business justification, it means, okay, after initiation, okay, the project can commence, okay, and then we will not start with the whole project. No, we will do it stage by stage. So there will be authorization of every individual stage. And when something goes wrong, and for sure there will things go wrong, okay, there will be some exception plans in place. So it also means that, that they have to, to uh, yeah, authorize the, the exception plan. And at the end, when it went well, looking at the project closure, or maybe even as a preliminary project closure, they have to authorize that as well. So that's really important. Now, and then on, on top of that, you could say, okay, maybe there are some, some key products, some key baseline products they have to approve. I think about the, yeah, the key product, the PID, yeah, the project initiation documentation, but also a stage plan. It's important that they uh, yeah, approve those as well. And then during the project, I think it will be beneficial for, for a project manager that from time to time they can provide some, some ad hoc direction. Think about, for example, a lot of change requests are, are coming up and the project manager will do in, in, a, in a Prince 2 way. And now we would say, you could say it's a backlog in Prince 2. We would say, okay, there will be an issue register. And in this issue register, there is so much and everything, okay, the project manager can say, I need to do an impact assessment. How long will that take? Maybe it will take days to perform an impact assessment. And that's possible. But if you have too many of those on your mm. it will take so much time. So maybe then a project board can provide some ad hoc direction. Okay, Henny, if you are the project manager and looking at your issue log, and you say those three are the most important ones, we agree with you, okay, perform the impact assessment on those three and leave the rest uh, till we close the project and then we will decide what we are going to do. And then finally, maybe uh, what's the duty of, of the project board that I would say communicate, communicate and communicate. 
Mm. Because in my experience, uh, before I joined Axelos, I've spent many years doing uh, managing projects, as you as you know. And I found majority of the time was it was like as we got to key areas in the project delivery, I spent maybe half my time managing the project board, ensuring that they were ready to make a decision. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people in project boards don't realize the enormity of the decision they're actually making. Yeah. So how does how does the, the directing guide give them some additional information to act on? The decision, uh, the decision making, I think you have to look at, uh, the, there is a complete chapter about uh, behavior of, uh, of senior management. Uh, and I think there you can find, okay, uh, a little bit about uh, decision making uh, to provide unified direction for the project manager and of course the, the project team. Uh, what does it mean to be an effective leader? Eh? So, so thinking about decision making, eh, as I just said, uh, one of the key items in, in, uh, in one of the latest uh, chaos reports, I, I love that name from the standards group, eh? so explaining uh, all those, those uh, reasons why projects uh, fail. And uh, I just mentioned decision latency, and, and they put it now on number one as the reason, okay, why projects uh, fail, because it takes so much time to make decisions. If you look into Prince 2, and uh, how can we uh, reduce the time to make decisions, if you want to take every decision by your own as a project board, it will take far too long to make the decisions. I, I never forget that they came to me, uh, Henny, what is happening in a specific project board? And that was an organization who was building a shared service center somewhere in Romania. And there were 12 business units involved and they were all across Europe. And it took too long for a, a, a project board, uh, it, it started on uh, in the Netherlands on Schiphol, the, the airport, and it was half a day. Every two weeks, a half a day uh, project board. And at a certain moment, it, uh, it took longer and longer. So half a day became a day, and they had to fly in, they come in the day before, they had to uh, stay overnight, etc., etc. And Henny, what was what was happening there? They came to me. Can you do a short assessment on on this this large project? And one of the key reasons was was thinking about there were no tolerances. So oh if there was an exceeding on something, they had to escalate to the project board. And this is typically what you can find in the uh, the manual. If you look at uh, okay uh, escalation, if you look at uh, setting the tolerances. How can we make the fastest decision by leaving decision on the, the level where we could make that decision? So in the manual, you see an explanation. Okay, what does it mean if you make the decision? Okay, who can make the decision? Okay, is this something for the project manager or even below the project manager? If you think at a, a Prince 2 structure, looking at the team manager. And if you have this in place, so to make sure that on the right level we can make the decisions, then you will have the shortest uh, duration for your decision latency. Uh, so then you can make uh, fast decisions. And that's a key reason for uh, for success. I think also, I mean, uh, be interesting to hear your views on this. In my view, just to see if you agree with me, if not, I've, I found that most project boards or project sponsors and in, in, in the experience I had didn't understand managed by exception. You yeah. had to you had to communicate that if it goes out of tolerance, I'll be in touch. If yeah. I'm in tolerance, I'll be fine to the next yeah, uh, yeah. stage boundary. 
Yeah. And that's very difficult to do. Uh, I, I know when I implemented years ago, Prince 2 in, in some organizations, and to, to really accept that we say, okay, uh, if you get a, a, a progress or status report and, and everything is running smoothly and you have your, your proof, you see already some deliverables of, of stages, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, what does that mean? So that means there is no need for a, a project board. And then, okay, maybe you agree, okay, don't come together. That's a waste of time and resources. So at a certain moment, we said we schedule the project boards on a regular uh, pace. But when there is nothing to discuss, when there are no decisions to be made, then we skip the project board and everybody was happy. So mm. a project board is always there if there is a decision to, to be made. And that could be going into a next stage. And that's really a decision to get the authorization to move to the next stage. But it could also be that something is happening and we have to do something. Okay, maybe we have to expand our deadline. Maybe we have to change our scope. What does that mean, etc.? So there is a decision. Okay, it makes sense to come to the project board. Yeah, and the other reason as well is that they are responsible for the delivering the business case and the benefits and the value to the organization. Exactly. They sometimes think it's the project manager, but it's not. It's really, no. they've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's really that's really good. So that's really excellent. You just just digressing for a, a question. You mentioned about implementing Prince to in, in in many organisations yeah. in your career. So what did they use? What did the project board do? How did they work with the project manager who was using Prince to? Did they have a structure that they worked to, or was it basically something that they built internally to have a project board? Because I'm just thinking, what did they? How did they actually uh, interact with the project manager using Pins too? Um, not sure if I understand your your question correctly. Eh? So, so what we did there, uh, we created a uh, a one pager. Ah, right. It's the uh, the progress. Eh? So that's more or less a, a status report. But I gave what I call a lot of project board awareness sessions. Right. There I trained the people, what does it mean if you are part of a project board? We are using PRINCE2, so they had to understand the seven principles of PRINCE2, as we just explained, two very important ones, management by exception, but also uh, thinking about the continuous business justification. But yeah, at the end, all seven, and it, it, it's not for, for nothing that we say, if it's a PRINCE2 project, you have to apply to all those seven principles. and. That was a key thing in, in, in during these, uh, these sessions, but also talking a lot about the, the behavior of, of, of them, senior management. Eh? So, so if we look at the guide, eh, there is also a specific chapter where we talk about accountability, unified direction, effective leader, those sorts of things, how to, to cope with delegation and effective decision making, commitment of resources. Eh? On paper, it's always yes, but then in reality, mm. what effective communication and last but not least the support of the project manager and that that means I, I start there to explain okay you have to build a relationship with with your project manager yeah, why a relationship yeah it's, and then I go further when was the last time as, as just a simple question you you, you had a, you drank a cup of coffee with your project manager cup of coffee with my project manager I, I I'm a very busy manager we have our project boards okay I receive status reports and then I ask do you know what keeps your project manager awake? And then you see big eyes. Why is that important? I think 
that's the key question. If you know as a project board what keeps your project manager awake, then you know where you have to take action. Yes. Then you really can create this, this controlled environment where a project manager can be successful. And if the project manager is successful, you will be successful as a project board and as an organization. And I think those things are really key. Mm. You just you just mentioned there the the project board awareness sessions. Yeah. How su- how successful in your in your opinion were they in the organisations? Now, uh, if if I look at uh, the organisations where I was, uh, for example, uh, managing uh, regional PMOs, and from there we had the centre of excellence. And I visited from time to time uh, those business units in different counties. I provided training classes for for their project managers, for their black belts and those sorts of things. But when I visited a a business unit, I always uh, created the room for a, a project board awareness session. And at the beginning, they were hesitating. But then after a certain period, and that's why I call them awareness sessions. So it means it's not a one off session. And then I started to introduce a, uh, a very simple, uh, let's call it maturity model, talking with the project managers, because I, I had all those project managers in, in my classes, and I asked them, okay, what is happening in your project? How are project boards operating? And how are they doing from a uh, decision perspective? Uh, when you need them for ad hoc direction, are they there or aren't they? And I used those those simple questions, and I had, uh, uh, I think, seven or eight of those simple questions. And I said, this is how the project management community in your business unit is looking at you as a project board member. And I did the same with the project board uh, managers, and that was more or less in those business units, five, six hundred people. So that was the management board of uh, such a business unit. And how do you think you are now doing projects? How do you think you are operating in your project board? And then I compared those answers and there was a big gap in between. And that was my starting point for a next awareness session. And so in the beginning, it was really about explaining roles, responsibilities, duties, with a focus on Prince too. And at a certain moment, the focus was more and more and more on, on, on the duties of, of, of their project, uh, of, of their own, how they are directing uh, projects. And that really helped. And at a certain moment, every time when I visited a, a unit, we had an awareness session and it was always half day sessions. Mm. And sometimes we, we dived into details that we say, okay, let's now focus on, for example, risk management. And I give them a theoretical explanation about risk management. And then, then we dived into some details of some real life projects. And then it started to uh, to get into uh, yeah, the, the context. Yeah, I I, th- I love the idea of the awareness sessions. That's something that probably maybe something to look look into in the future. I know that uh, when I was running the, a couple of programs at Axlos, they had to change the the, the pro the, we changed the the uh, project board meeting to project board uh, decision decision forum. So yeah. it's all about decisions. Exactly. And I had to and I had to keep saying to them, you know, if you say yes. You're committing to either people or money in a in a certain like five, ten day SLA. So we need more people, we need more money. And the, so you've got to be careful when you say yes. So I think from looking what looking at the guide, I think, and just see if you agree with me or not, I think the idea of the guide is it gives a lot of preparation for project board members 
before these meetings. So the, yeah. the way that they've got to be, just say yes, and then, but they've got to be able to back it up with the collateral to do so. Yeah, yeah. What you are now saying, eh? so this, this preparation, I fully agree. Eh? So, so we we just said one of their uh, behaviors is okay. They have to commit resources, and that, that's so easy to say. And if I look at organizations, and then I'm coming back on this uh, nice acronym projects in controlled environment. Controlled environment also means we are not running too many projects. Absolutely. So at a certain moment, uh, I was uh, I did portfolio management uh, also for a large organization, many different business units. And one of my first tasks was creating an inventory. And I, I came up with a list of 600 projects. And I went back to the regional uh, CEO and I said, okay, this is what I find out. And we all know it's not going that well. And I asked him, how many people are working in your region? And he said, nah, more or less, uh, let's say three and a half thousand people. And I said, do you know how many people you need for your 600 projects? And he had no clue. I said, more than three and a half thousand people. And big eyes, big question marks. How is that possible? And I say, the only thing what I now see happening is firefighting. There is a problem in one project. I use resources from another project to get this project back on track. Yeah, back on track. It, it, it sounds nice, but there is still a delay. But I created a delay in the other project. And then we said, if we want to commit resources, we really have to make sure we have those resources. So looking at the list of 600, we created a, a new list of 100 projects. So we skipped 500 projects. And all of a sudden, we saw projects coming to an end, being successful. So just saying, just committing resources, yes, you will get those resources. But if you, on the other hand, say this to every project, you have far too many projects on your plate. And I think this is one of, of the key reasons, looking at the controlled environment, that still too many organizations are running far too many projects in parallel and they have to stop this debt. And then looking uh, at Prince2, okay, so we can do it fantastically, exactly uh, looking at how Prince2 was set up with a project board, but if we have too many projects, it will still be very difficult to make it a success. And the other, the other worrying factor about project board members is it's not the full-time job either. They're running operational units. They don't have time. And that's yeah, just yeah, my yeah. experience. You know, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you, yeah. I, the first question was, are you ready for this review meeting next, this governance meeting next week? Yeah. Uh, I will be. That was always like a bit of a worrying response, you know, because, yeah. you know, because you've got to get yourself ready. You've got to look at the resource. You just can't say, yes, we'll have the resource because the project managers are going to go walking away and think, yeah. I've got the people in two weeks. So it's, it's in, I think it's a hugely, hugely important um, position. Just just getting back to Prince too. Yeah. So how does the directing guide interact with with uh, with Prince two? I know in Prince two we have the directing process itself. Yeah. yeah. And, and that I can imagine. Just making that assumption, that's where the directing guide feeds into is or is there, is there more to that yeah if you look at it so if you look at the managing guide and of course there is a, a huge detailed explanation of all the processes and so yes. fantastic but that's from a a project manager's uh, perspective so if if i look at there the process uh, directing a project this is explained 
for the project manager. So there is a, a process directing a, a project. That's where uh, the decision making takes place. But this is from a project manager's perspective. Okay, how do I need to interact with this, this process? What do I need to do? Okay, I have to give them, for example, a, a PID at the end of initiating a project. Okay, it's not only the PID. I also have to give them the first uh, stage plan. Okay, then they are able to, to authorize, okay, that I can commence with the project and with the first stage in the project. So in the managing guide, okay, the process is is written is described from a project manager's perspective. I, I, you could say maybe uh, this is more or less inside out. So from within the project, okay, what do I expect from a project board? So and there is a process in place, okay, that's about the uh, decision making, but that's from a, a project uh, manager's perspective. So the other way around so if i look at the uh, directing guide of course this process is a very important process for uh, the project board okay what is the project manager expecting from us okay so how do we have to act in this process but from the other hand you also need to understand what is happening in those other processes so if we say uh, initiating a pro a project Okay, that's the project manager, but you still have to know as a project manager, but there will be a moment when uh, the project manager finishes the process and then, okay, looking at following the managing guide, okay, then we will uh, come into the process directing a project, but what has he done during that, uh, that process? What is he or she delivering? What am I supposed to do? So that's more or less outside in, I would say. Okay, so we are outside the project and we are the project board. What can we expect from the project manager and what do we have to do? So it's not only that it's only, so, so let's say, uh, emphasizing on this single process directing a, a project. No, I think it's, it's looking at the same project, but then with, uh, yeah, with, with different glasses or uh, let's say uh, rooms or uh, how to look at, at the projects. Okay. That's, that's 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 very interesting because I felt that way myself actually looking at Prince Two perspective. So that sort of asks, answers the, my my next question, yeah. now, which was if we already have a directing process in Prince Two, yeah. why do we need the directing book? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely related to to what I just explained there. So uh, managing guide, okay, that that was the uh, from the, the project manager's point of view, directing guide from the the project board members' uh, point of view. So it's a, it's a different uh, starting point uh, for both guides. Eh? So for me, the managing guide, okay, this is my bible as a project manager. And if I look at the directing guide, then I could say, this is my Bible as a, uh, a project executive or a project board member. Yes. And those two are not the same. Eh? As I just explained, I can have a, uh, when I drive a car, I, I, I can have a, uh, a guide in the car. Okay, how do I need to look at my uh, dashboard, etc. But it's not about constructing my car. That's a complete different guide. That's for someone else. Yeah. And I'm going to uh, to integrate those two. Eh? If we do, we will have a very uh, extensive uh, guide 
and then I think nobody is going to read it. Mm. So how do we increase the awareness of the directing guide? Because I think the directing guide organizations should be used extensively. They should be using it uh, because we've got, we've got Prince 2 being used all over the world. Yeah. And we, my concern is that how are project boards operating in, in these organizations? And the directing guide, as you say, is the project board uh, Bible. Managing guide is a project manager's Bible. So what we need to do is maybe increase the level of adoption of the directing guide so that to safeguard, so there's a balance in the organization. The organization's yeah. directing the project effectively and the project manager's delivering the, the capability as expected. There needs to be that balance. So I was just wondering, how can we increase the awareness of it? Yeah. I think we must start with, with, with all those reports we already mentioned, uh, which are, are showing, okay, what are the, uh, the contributing factors to uh, successful projects? Or on the other hand, uh, why so many projects fail? If we look at those lists, and if we say, if we make the connection from, from those lists, to what can you find in the uh, directing guide to help you to overcome those issues? I think that would be a starting point. So that means, uh, I think, uh, to, to give more uh, attention to, to this guide, uh, we have to set up some, or we have to write some 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 blocks. Maybe yeah, definitely what we are now doing at this moment, uh, this podcast will help to to spread the word about this uh, this guide. Maybe organizing a webinar or something like that, where we we talk about uh, these kinds of topics we we now discussed in this podcast. Uh, but just to to give them some 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 in depth uh, information about this. And uh, yeah, what I am doing, uh, I still give a lot of uh, project board awareness sessions and they are also uh, looking at the type of organization. And then I'm, I'm mentioning these guides as well uh, to make it happen. But I think the key thing is looking at, and if you are within an organization, it makes life a little bit easier because then you have the data, the real life data from the organization, how many projects are successful, how many projects are, uh, are not successful and to dive into those details. Yeah, so the example that I, I gave about a project board from three hours, four hours, a whole day, and, and then it became even more than a day, and they came to me, that was finally based on facts. You need to implement uh, management by exception. Yeah, management by exception. Yeah, okay, that's a, uh, a principle of PRINCE2. Okay, tell me more about PRINCE2. Hey, that makes sense. Uh, that looks nice. And uh, in my awareness sessions, I, I, I came with examples, 20 people in a project board. 20? 20 people. And then I started to ask, okay, so you are sitting in the project board. So what's your role in the project board? All in the project board. This is, this is a key project for the organization, Annie. Come on. I need to be there. Yeah, but why are you there? And then there is no answer. No, the only answer is, yeah, but it's so important for the organization. And then I started to translate, okay, do you know what that means? If there is a decision to be taken. And when 20 people have to look at that decision, then there is always one who will say to the project manager, sounds nice, but have you thought about this idea? Can you, can you work it out? Can you come up with an assessment, what that means? And then the project manager already knows this is going to bring us nothing. But yep. it means 
I have to do it. It will take me two weeks. So we have again to wait two weeks. And that's the key reason. So roles and responsibilities. Okay, who is talking about roles and responsibilities? Okay, then Prince too could be added value. And then you can bring the connection. So when you don't do this within an organization, okay, then I think we have to, to stay with, with those more generic reports, yeah, the chaos report and those sorts of things to look at, okay, what, what brings the success? What are the, the failure factors, et cetera, et cetera. And then make the connection towards Prince too, and then to the directing guide. Right, right. So I mean, I mean that sort of, in essence, what organizations need to do is they need to assess how well the projects are running internally. Yeah. And, and then think about how the project boards are interacting with the project yeah. managers and see where the improvements uh, can be made. And that might be yeah. looking at a directing guide. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Henry, yeah. is there anything else you'd like to add to today's very interesting webinar? Um, no, maybe, maybe one more thing. Uh, so if I look at uh, many organizations uh, where I'm coming at this moment, they say, yeah, but Henry, Prince too, stop. We now think Agile. And they think Agile is the silver bullet to reach project success. And so we don't need Prince too anymore. And then I am saying, yeah, but stop for a moment. Not every project you can run with, with an Agile approach. And if I look at Prince 2, if I look at the principles of Prince 2, and many people see Prince 2 as a waterfall project approach, but it isn't. It, 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 in itself, it's already rather agile. It's, it's, it's stage delivery. Uh, within each stage uh, on the delivery layer, you could simply make use of all kinds of agile ways of working. You need autonomous teams. Who can make decisions on their own? Now, think about Prince2. We're looking about management by exception, looking about the uh, Prince2 tolerances to make this uh, decision-making process really transparent. I am at this moment, uh, I, I write a lot on my blog about the bird's eye view on the agile forest. I already collected 75 different agile frameworks, but I have never found a framework where we really have a very transparent decision-making process. So, and this is what Prince2 is, offer, is offering. Mm. Or looking at what we just discussed, eh? so uh, a project uh, executive doesn't feel accountable for, for user involvement or the speed of decision-making and those sorts of things. Commitment. This is key and it has nothing to do with, with an agile approach or not an agile approach. Now, this is what we can find in Prince 2 as we just discussed, and that will bring the success. And then you could say, okay, Prince 2 in itself. And now maybe this is, okay, how we position it now, Prince 2 agile with the agilometer, et cetera. That's really a nice instrument also to open the discussion. Uh, how far can we go, et cetera. So I think, uh, that we, we move it too quickly aside and now we focus only on, on, uh, on agile ways of working. And I think there is really a lot of added value. And I now see in the same figures of the standards group that also agile uh, projects are not that successful. No. Okay, the development of an app. Okay, with a lot of user involvement, a lot of feedback. There I see fantastic results. But this is just such a small piece of all the projects we are running all over the world. Yeah. And then I think you read something more than only this this way of working. 
I think Agile, when it's done right, when you've got the governance uh, log on to it, is incredibly powerful because stakeholders can actually see the value yeah. coming into the organization that they're actually spending money on. And I've always found that very reassuring rather than having um, project boards or sponsors asking us, when are we getting X, Y, Z, et cetera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then looking at that, so I, I had lots of discussions with people talking about uh, self-organizing teams, self-managing teams, and I said, no, I, I don't believe in self-managing. You have to, uh, to create some borders around those teams. So to really make them uh, working smoothly, so that means you have to give them the room to maneuver. And okay, within the borders you set, and then coming back to Prince too, yeah, okay, this is mentioned by exception. Now we make this transparent, okay? Let's start at the beginning, have a discussion. What do we expect from you? What can you expect from me? When can I make my own decisions? Okay, let's make it transparent. So mm -hmm. we we'll more. And then I think Prince 2 is even more agile. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all I can say, Henny, is uh, thank you for today's session. It's uh, given me a lot, uh, a lot to think about going forward, and uh, no doubt we'll, we'll have further discussions about this. But for today, I'd like to thank you uh, most sincerely. That has been excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you very, very much. Presented by Axelos.